<laughs> Bless love. Give thanks. Give thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the Wake Up and Breathe podcast. And we've been awake for many hours, but we're here anyway. <laughs> and we're having an impromptu first episode, starting with an interview of sorts or a conversation. The very lovely Gemini lady singing, sitting in front of me. Usual interview. We're just, yeah, yeah we're just um, so blessed to be here with Kavalia, my dear sister, and to just be laughing and flowing and, yeah, entering into this um, new creation of hers, this co-creation. I'm, like, so happy to witness it unfolding and... Yeah, we're just going to flow on this. Whatever comes through, we're not taking yeah. ourselves seriously, too seriously, just seriously enough to where we, you know, <laughs> have something to of value <laughs> to bring, value, you know, to, yeah. morning, <laughs> to your life. So we are here on this podcast to breathe, and usually that's a very short, kind of maybe 15 minutes. Um, is there a specific breath work that you really enjoy or... Mm. Um, you know, a tempo. Is there something that you would like to share with us tonight for breath work as we mm. sink in? Yeah, the one that first came to my just body and mind when you said that. Um, it was just really simple, like a two-part breath that could be really good to connect your yourself with your root and with your heart, and to just kind of bring awareness and presence into your body more. And you just start by breathing into your lower belly, starting at your, your whole pelvic bowl and up like through your belly button and then up into your heart and then out through your heart, out through your belly. So it's like, mm. like kind of like inflating a balloon, like a really big deep breath. And like imagine like you're breathing in from your pelvic floor, like your yeah, your genitals, essentially, like just really activating that our sexual center, our creative life force center, like the breath is coming in from there and expanding in your whole rib cage, your whole back of your heart. Could you explain that again, the, like the first time you explained it from the, the low belly up into the heart? How does that go? Yeah, so you're going <laughs> to inhale starting in the low belly. And then you can even take a pause if you want and then do the rest of the inhale in through your heart. And then out through the heart first. And then out the rest through the belly. Kind of like this wave. Hmm. Yeah, I do that one a lot when I am experiencing anxiousness in my body or tension it's really nice as you're going to sleep or as you're waking up too Yeah, that feels really nice, kind of very flowy, kind of like a wave. And um, in all the times that I've heard breath work being described or, you know, that 
that breath from the bottom to the top. I haven't heard it described in that mm. in that way with those words before. So thank you. Aww, I yeah. love that. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm being a little too wordy. Maybe, and you were like, yeah. can you describe that again? I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> my inner critic coming in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's, let's let the inner critic. Yeah, we're letting it go. When the recording is on, my inner oh. critic comes on more. So I'm just being honest with everyone listening. Like, yeah. it's hard for me to go on video and like record myself. And I think we all have that, but. Yeah. Well, you have such a sweet way about you. You should, I want you to know that. And that's why, that is the exact reason why I do things like this and um, post pictures of myself on Instagram because I have been at a point in my life where I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. Same. So to post something of myself and put that out there, especially mm. like no, right, no filters. Oh my God, no filter. No <laughs> changing of it, no altering. No, I just, um, I do it because it's challenging mm-hmm. and I do it because I can, I've seen and experienced the growth in it. And it's the same here with this podcast and speaking. I, I've been in a place where I haven't trusted my words. Mm. I haven't trusted my knowing and my perspective and to share that. Mm. And instead of uh, continuously backing away, and I can feel that tension of that pull, I, I go to, I go into it. Mm. <laughs> and then mm. it, it opens up. I'm less, less uh, fearful. Mm. And do it. I guess that's the Aries in me too. I just do it. Yeah. No, I love that so much. And I love like, just like, I feel like naming the resistance can help us. Like it makes it like more human. Cause then everyone's like, cause when you said that, I was like, I have had that too, where I like literally couldn't look in the mirror because I hated, I hated myself when I was younger. And to be able to like, see your growth from that and be like, not only can I look myself in the mirror and like face myself, like every part of myself, you know, mm-hmm. and like let my voice out, but like it's inviting other people to take that step and like go for something they want to create or something they want to do. And yeah, I can see how yeah you inspire people to do that. And yeah. Yeah. And I, it's all, it's all been out of um, absolute fear of judgment Mm-hmm. Just through and through, just raised where the opinions that you, <laughs> all the outside opinions, um, or how you based the moves that you made and the decisions and your choices and your actions. And that is just, wow, hurts my heart too, mm. to think about that conditioning and how, um, I'm sure it's still, you know, there's layers of it. Mm-hmm. I'm still working with, with that. Me too, for sure. For the judgment piece, yeah. Mm-hmm. Putting that down, putting the critic down. Right. I feel that. I feel like a layer of that that I've been working with, because like the last like two years, I really started to see, and like more like the last year, about how even though like I was like pushing past so much, or just like flowing past, like, I don't know, I'm kind of leaving behind this idea of, like, pushing. Like, sometimes there is the pushing, but, like, mm-hmm. we have to, like, push to the resistance to however point it wants to, like, be flexible. But anyway, I've been noticing how, even though I was sharing myself and, like, you know, pushing past all the fears, I was still, like, contorting my expression 
to make sure people were pleased by it. <laughs> and like, I noticed, I've been noticing really clear how I've been doing that in my intimate relationships and parts of myself that I would cut off or mute or yeah. just contort. And so I'm coming into this like initiation of like being okay with not being liked, which has never been my experience. I'm like used to, I'm straight up. I'm just used to people liking me mm-hmm. a lot. And like, I'm not, that's not like an ego I mean, obviously, it was feeding my ego because I couldn't handle it if they didn't like yeah, me. Right. So it was actually, <laughs> but accepting that you're not for everyone and that not everyone is going to understand you, and not everyone's going to like what you say or like how you look. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, it makes you like yourself and love yourself even more fiercely. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel um, in resonance with that in the way that my full expression of what I would say, like, is my art, just me being me, Mm -hmm. um, is not really anywhere visible for anyone to see. And I don't, there's not a lot of it out there of me really fully being me. I feel, um, a lot of judgment in the way where it's maybe too sensual, Mm. um, or too inviting or too open. Um, and yeah, I can feel a lot of judgment and voices behind that as I mm. <laughs> think about my full expression being out there in the world. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm hearing you in that. I feel like we're going into the womb realms now. <laughs> we'll see where it flows, but I really resonate with that. And, um, God's been helping me a lot with that. Like, I still haven't found, like my specific like how much of that part of myself I even want to like share that openly because it feels so good point not that it would be wrong to but like I don't know if that's what I want to do with it but like it's such an interesting thing because I feel the same way I'm like my natural state is like very sensual and like erotic Mm -hmm. and open and like so like I want to just share love with everyone but like you know, we've experienced being shut down for that and being shamed and, and shamed for sure and judged <laughs> and being told it's sinful or, you know, yeah, you can't be, you're thinking along the lines of you're not spiritual. If you're doing that, right. You're, you're not, not Christian. You're not really truly Christian or reading the Bible. If you're doing those things <sighs> and yeah. you, um, definitely are giving the wrong messages to our children. (laughs) And it's like, uh, purity culture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We could have a whole episode on, on purity culture. Mm, I've dubbed myself, dubbed myself the shadow queen in the past um, (laughs) because it's not a place, um, you know, emotionally when I have to like look at myself, that's, that's comfortable, but I just know that the, the outcome from really pressing up against those uncomfortable things about ourselves, like what is alchemized through that is just a lot of energy and no shame, the lessening and the releasing of shame. Yeah. Like big time. <sighs> yeah. And it's like, it wouldn't be that experience. Like if, you know, if God is the creator of all things, and if we believe that, you know, not assuming that everyone listening believes that, but 
you know, if you believe in a higher power or a spirit or whatever you want to call it, like source, source, it's all, it's all, it's the, it's the the thing, it's the thing, (laughs) you know, then the creator, the source, like, is allowing us to have this experience of the shame going away when we confront those fears. Why would that not, why would then it be wrong for us to be embodied in that way? And like, there's Mm -hmm. so many other things that could tell you that, I mean, erotic central energy is innocent. It's innocent. It's, Mm -hmm. it's an expression of love. Yeah, I kind of want to go off on a different tangent for a second. Yeah. I can just like rewind a little bit. And it's that there's this idea that I've played with in the past couple of years of like, we have to give to receive. Mm. We have to give to get. And that's that co-creation and that reciprocal relationship with source, with God, that when we um, um, give up, when we, it's not a giving, it, it is a giving up, but it's a, it's a really truly looking at your behavior and mm-hmm. seeing and admitting to yourself, like I have done these things, mm-hmm. right? So that's like the redemption and what you receive is like pure grace, mm-hmm. which is like, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. The amount of like love and 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 light that flows in um, when you go into that deep shadow and those deep mm-hmm. wounds and the in the way where you're willing to to really sit with them with yourself and it's such a beautiful process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's big. I'm with you, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've both been in that really deep these days, like. The more I find that, like, the more that I face all the ways that I have separated myself from love instead mm-hmm. of blaming anyone else for, like, mm-hmm. no matter what my experience was. And, like, I see those little parts of me, the little, you know, shadows, the fragments, inner child, whatever it is that, like, have led me to do things that have harmed myself mm-hmm. and my heart and my body, like, and just befriend them and, like you know, repenting, redemption. Like I found like this, like really ecstatic joy and actually in repenting Mm because I never understood it in the past. Yeah. Repenting. When I, you know, yeah. Like I grew up in Christianity and I went away from it, from the church for a long time. And I still have a hard time even labeling myself as a Christian. Like I don't want to identify with a church or with a religion, Mm -hmm. even if I believe in Jesus and I have a lot of reasons for that, but Um, I didn't understand repenting because no one could explain it to the mind of a child, you know, to you, it just sounds like I did something wrong and I'm going to be ashamed. And like, this part of me is wrong. You know, that's what it felt like to me. But like the reality is like, no, you're just telling God that you're willing to change your behavior to be able to actually live more in his love and create his love. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. to not live in your shadow. Yeah. And, (laughs) Because the hiding from it then <laughs> creates all that projection and <laughs> drama and like, trauma, drama. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're, li- you're literally living in tension. That's what it feels like to me. It's like yeah, and you're whoa. holding and you're dodging and you're contracting. Yeah, I mean, if you, this is the thing, like if you are living in tension at all in your body, like there's there's stuff there to look at. You've got some <laughs> sin in there, boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but we call it, it you where you said sin. Right? sin I would intention. say I would say like uh, <laughs> that's so interesting. I mean, maybe are people going to understand this? I people, don't know. there are so many ways to describe an experience yeah. and the universal laws and the love and the law that we live in. Like there's so many ways and words to describe. Like one person says sin and right. another person says tension. Like yeah. uh, I just think it's a very, um, it's hard for people to grasp that there really is one thing going, there's one thing going on. Yeah. And that's one thing that that's, that's funny. That's something on this podcast that I really want and to invite us all into is, um, this idea that we are no different mm -hmm. than each other. And if we just realize that we're all 98.6 degrees mm -hmm. internally, and we all have this breath of life, <laughs> like there's nothing, that, what's different about us? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the essence. That's it. You know, we're all made out of carbon and <laughs> club carbon. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so, yes, definitely. And in, in speaking to oneness and all denominations, all paths, all ways. And, you know, truly, if you don't like what I say one day, you'll probably like what I say the next day because I have this way. And maybe it's a gift. I don't know. I haven't really spoken about it too much. But of being able to see through different lenses and speak through different perspectives mm -hmm. and know I'm not being a hypocrite <laughs> that I'm like mm -hmm. actually understanding the similarities between these things. Mm -hmm. And this feels so freeing right now, actually, to say this out loud. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, get to be myself. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I'm grateful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, God. Yeah. It's your co-creation. <laughs> yeah. It is such a gift. You're, it's this way of seeing from a bird's eye view and seeing how, everything connects at some point like I resonate with that and like I used to feel that sensation of like people will think I'm like don't make sense or I'm hypocritical because I <clears throat> am saying this with this but it's like <clears throat> yeah there needs to be people who have that perspective and there needs to be people who go really deep on one thing and one thing only you know and like block out everything else because they're like hyper studying that you know and like that's not you that's not me yeah. like here she's naked in this picture in the next picture she's talking about jesus well yeah i am yes and amen you know what and yeah. and bless up john rastafari Job too bless. he's definitely so a teacher so i, I mean it. we're just going to be ourselves and in knowing that this invites everyone else to just be their full fucking self you know, I posted mm -hmm. something on Instagram recently. It wasn't a full and complete thought. It was just a piece of it on, like, you know, what the twin flame could be. Right. Energy. I, like that. I was you like, know. that's true. <laughs> I mean, if we don't live in our body and know how we feel mm -hmm. and deal with our nervous system and deal with our attachment style, <laughs> we don't know ourselves. We're just cloudy with the people that we come in contact with, you know? Mm -hmm. And we then can't reflect the best in them back at themselves because mm. we're cloudy. <laughs> I feel like and that can you imagine like that's what the twin flame is? Like you think that you're getting this like beautiful reflection and then like, oh actually it's like Yeah. Mm -hmm. The opposite. I don't know, there's so much more to that. I'm not gonna get into it, but um oh, yeah. just something I've been thinking about. The 
mirrors that we are for each other mm -hmm. and using that metaphor in different ways. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that as time goes on. <laughs> yeah. In the future. There is something that we wanted to talk a little bit about before we're done. Yeah. Do you want to go into that? Yeah. So we started a discussion about prayer and manifestation. And if they're doing the same thing, if like there's so much around that. So we'll just kind of flow into this too. But one thing that I have experienced and know works is that my prayers are always answered. They are. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the same as saying the universe always says yes. Mm -hmm. And the universe always says yes. Our prayers are always answered. We don't know when or how they're going to show up. But I I know in my life, I pay attention. and My prayers are answered in the craziest, most beautiful, miraculous ways. Mm. <laughs> and did I manifest these things? Mm. Or did I step out of the way? Did I pray and step out of the way? Mm. And so that's 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 the root of the discussion. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like feeling a lot of gratitude because <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's you know when I was little, kind of like the sin thing and the repenting thing. When I grew up in the church, people would tell me. Okay, I'm going to get pretty personal. So my, my mom uh, was diagnosed with a really serious autoimmune disease when I was five. And mm -hmm. she was sick in bed, like, a lot. And people would tell me, just pray. Just, you know, keep praying for her. And so I would pray every night. You know, I want my mom, like, please, God, like, help my mom feel better. And, like, it wasn't working. And so that is one of the things that um, caused me to lose my faith. And I didn't understand prayer. And I didn't understand how to pray and I didn't understand what it meant to let go. And, you know, I didn't, I was little, mm -hmm. like you don't understand these things unless you have a felt embodied experience. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience. Unless I have an embodied, like basically an erotic felt experience mm -hmm. of spirituality, my mind can understand anything, but my body needs to understand it mm -hmm. for me to have faith. Not just my body, but like when I say erotic, I mean like, an emotional like lived experience mm -hmm. of a spiritual concept and like to see it to like see how it links together so like prayer to me versus manifestation is like when you're praying for something you could pray for something specific for example i could say please god like help my mom feel better or like in a begging sort and, of way and begging and like how i'm praying but also maybe God's answer to my prayer for my mom is different than what I think it's going to look like. Like maybe yes. he's not going to miraculously heal her. And I have to let go of thinking that that's what his will for her life is. Yeah. And like with <laughs> manifestation from my understanding of like more new age, like I was in the new age for a while, like I would term it and I can't really categorize all the different spiritualities that are in that <laughs> broadly sort of realm, yeah. but like, you know, the general term of new age, which was like dipping into the whole buffet of like every spirituality ever, which is fun and like very alluring. And like the whole concept of manifestation, what I realized <laughs> when I came back to prayer and back to Jesus is like, you're basically taking on the role of God, mm. which is like, there's so much like nuance in this. Cause it's like, God is in us, you know, but like 
we are not God, <laughs> at least from what I understand now. And like, there's kind of a narcissism that can come into it of like, I am manifesting this specific dream life. Mm -hmm. And like, then what happens if it doesn't go that way? Yeah. Are you not a manifester anymore? Is God not real anymore? That kind of thing. So it's like, I could pray <clears throat> for like me to have help from God opening up a healing center. And like, maybe that looks totally different from what I would imagine <clears throat> it, you know? And, like, what I've seen of, like, people teaching manifestation, it's, like, write down every detail and, like, put under your pillow and, like, mm -hmm. you know, have an orgasm. <laughs> That's great. I love orgasms. Those are just some of the things that I've, that I've noticed in my life. And, like, when I, like, release those manifestation things, it, like, took a lot of pressure off myself, too. Oh, yeah. I was, like, oh, I don't need to, like... Think of all the detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a, an organic process of manifesting, I would say, that I haven't even quite pinned down yet. Yeah. And I only know this because I've studied some of Lacey's, Lacey Phillips' work, mm. um, who does a lot of unblocking and then manifesting. Mm. And so, um, yeah. So, and it's interesting that I start off with that because... I have experienced manifesting things mm -hmm. and working with this source field of energy that's responding to me. And there's this um, reciprocal relationship going on, right, of some sort <laughs> totally. um, that I've experienced and witnessed. But when I started pr having people pray for me and then learning how to pray in a different way mm -hmm. and then again, letting go of the details of right. it, like you said, like, yeah, things start to open up mm -hmm. and then you start to build a little more trust and then things open up a little bit more and you right. have them build more trust. And then, yeah, it's like, you can just, there's so much less thinking that I have to mm -hmm. do. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, yeah, and then I feel like, okay, because manifestation is totally real, because I've experienced that too, where it's like, I think of something I would like, and I, you know, mm -hmm. you like into the energy of it or whatever, it's just, I feel like prayer is very similar to manifestation, but I feel like the more we open up to that state that you're talking about of like, fully opening up to God's will and to the organic process of it. The feminine receiving. Exactly. <laughs> then you don't even, you're just living in yeah. the manifestation. You're not, yeah. you're not thinking about, cause like you're just, you're living in God's will. And like, I'm not doing this perfectly by any means, but like, that's what I imagine. Like living fully, if we were fully living in God, it would be like, we just know where to go and we just know who to talk to. You know, mm -hmm. so this is the I have lots of stories about um, about creating things in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is where the humor of the universe comes into play. And I didn't even oh, know yes. we were going to talk about this. <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> but at one point in my life, <clears throat> well, I recognized that I wanted to have um, a relationship with a friend you know, a man, someone of the opposite sex, who is, I put it out there, right? Maybe tall, maybe like a musician, maybe has long hair, maybe even grows pot. You know, I'm in Northern California. Whatever. Oh <laughs> so, <God. laughs> Manifest the babe. I 
got exactly that, all those things, but no, 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 the rest of it that came along, no, 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 no. Right. But, I mean, I, th- I think he was, I think he was a triple cancer, and my mom is very, has similar astrology to that. Mm-hmm. He was brought into my life for this, these beautiful reasons and lessons and blessings. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it was like, no, it was like not the one that I thought I wanted to be with, but yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. Beautiful experience. Nonetheless, you know, it's just so interesting how those things happen. So I've, I've created a lot of things. And then I'd like to create something else now, but um, <clears throat> there's other things that I want to talk about though that have more importance than, than that, because there's like um, a basis here. So a couple of things in science we can explain this look at the scientific lens and when you have an electric wave like say your thoughts Mm -hmm. and then you have a magnetic um wave say from your heart Mm -hmm. when these two waves meet they produce um matter Mm. (laughs) in science (laughs) so they actually come together, right? Scalar waves, they come together and create this bigger wave. And this is what this vibration, this is what matter is made from. The magnetic pole and the electric coming together. So what that reminds me of is um, Greg Braden, man, I love that man, who talks about going into, I believe with a Hopi elder into the desert to pray for rain. So they hike all the way out there into um, the area and into the sacred space. And there's a, a circle on the ground that you step into. And <clears throat> and he was going to do this prayer and ceremony. And the man, the Hopi elder, steps in. And he um, was in there for just a minute or two and then came out. And well, Greg Brain says, well, what did you do in there? I thought we were going to do this whole... <laughs> prayer ceremony for rain and he went into the circle and he felt the feeling of the rain he smelled the smell of the rain he brought the rain into that moment in that experience like it was it was already there it is already there Mm. and so thinking about it and and feeling it and really embodying like you said like embodying the feeling that's how we draw it toward us, right? If we're talking about our vibrational vortex or we are praying, our prayer needs to be felt mm-hmm. and and thought of for it to be to be answered. And the the Hopi knew this and I'm sure a lot of <laughs> cultures around the world have uh, come to a similar understanding because from my belief and my studies, we live in both that love, that benevolent force that's always there working for us. And we live in law. We live in universal law. Mm. There's um, forces that we can govern, that we can play with, that we can manipulate in a way. Because if you think about it, assholes are pretty good at manifesting. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) they're, in a sense using the same exact tools that everyone has has access to in a 
materialistic, self-centered for me way. And that is the fucking difference between new age right there and having that higher connection, that relationship with mother, father, God, like Jesus, right? Like yeah. those high vibrational, like the source mm-hmm. as a personal relationship. Yeah. yeah, the personal relationship versus the universal thinking, mm-hmm. universal big picture of what God is. It's, it's, it's a different relationship when it's personal. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to speak to that. <laughs> wow that was so beautiful just everything you said and yeah I was just like really feeling it in my heart um and yeah I was like as you were speaking that was one of the like the thoughts that came into my mind was the person like I was like okay what's the real difference between because like manifestation and prayer if you look at them like energetically like you're saying they're pretty much the same thing and like and I also want to say that like there are many people who I would like if I had to categorize them or more in like new age spiritual beliefs, like I have friends who are like really dear friends and I have no judgment of them. And I think some of them have more of a relationship with God in that way than a lot of Christians. And so it's like, mm-hmm. as a whole, when I talk about new age, I'm like generalizing and I'm saying like, mm-hmm. when you get drawn into the new age, it's very seductive. And I do feel that part of the reason it's so seductive, it's because it's like, giving you all this power to manifest your dream life and like we're talking about it's like Mm -hmm. how are we going to create unity if everybody's their own god creating their own reality Mm -hmm. like that doesn't make any sense and like but if we take it higher and we say well source god creator is actually the one who has the power and we are like god's children and we are you know doing our best to live in a way that's in alignment with that love and like that personal relationship is the difference it's like there's a model for what it looks like like there's a i have a father god and a mother god like i believe in mother father god and they love me like specifically and they Mm -hmm. love you and like we're their children and it's not this like impersonal like kind of ai mechanic thing of like manifest like give and you'll receive like it does say that in the bible it's all about you you shall receive right it's all about you it's all about you and your dream reality like that's the selfishness that i found because there if you're not living by principle that's Mm -hmm. what becomes missed i think that's what's missing right if you like whether you're working towards you know like just being a better person or or living within a set of principles set forth by a religion or a path or or whatnot or christ consciousness or like the way jesus lived or the (laughs) ten commandments right there's like if the principle isn't there Mm -hmm. then it's it's lacking Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's what I hear you. Yeah, because it's like... Okay, this is another thing about New Age versus following Jesus is... um, What I found, this is my experience in the New Age, was it comes with a philosophy of moral relativity also, which is seductive also and dangerous and like... Moral relativity. So like, um, nothing is right or wrong. Um, you know, oh, everything has a reason. Like, there's a reason for everything. Reason oh, for everything. Yeah. you know, this country was bombed by this country. Well, that's just a part of, you know, and um, mm-hmm. you know, the divine plan, and like, it's all going to come. Which it's true that eventually everything God does <laughs> use everything for good, but at the same time, like, I believe now, like, 
in a God who believes in justice and who, um, I do believe that there's good and evil in the world. And this has been a lifelong unraveling and like, I'm still unraveling and like conceiving of like what these things mean and how they plowed in the world. And I'm like always evolving the way I think, Mm -hmm. but like, I always had this felt sense of like, no, it's not okay to murder or rape someone. Like no matter how much you want to spiritual bypass it. So evil. (laughs) Right. And so bringing that all the way down, like it's, I'm sure it's in your belief that in each moment it's, we have choice. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So it's like, people have choice. So they have that free will and that choice. They're either living by a set of principles that's uplifting life, right? Life affirming Mm -hmm. or like life denying. Right. And (laughs) I feel like that's what it comes to. With when it comes to bigger things like war and, and, you know, or crime and and violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just like even, (laughs) even like our daily, even it even, I feel like it's at the micro level. It's like when we're really wanting to live this spiritual path and like live in God, then it's like even our micro decisions are either choosing violence or choosing love and life. Cause like, for example, if I can feel that my body is exhausted, but I continue pushing myself, you know, which we do this sometimes and where I'm like, um, eating something that I know makes me feel sick every time I eat it. I'm choosing yeah. violence yeah. in myself. Har- and like, harm. Yeah, yeah. And that's reflected in how I'm going to perceive the world and like, how we talk to each other, you know, is it coming from love or is it coming from, yeah. So it's like every little, yeah, like just the micro to the macro. And so then I, I do feel like, so then the difference between following Jesus is there is a foundation of moral objectivity where like there is a set of principles of right and wrong. And that's the foundation for how you live. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, you're sort of just like free floating and like, well, this feels good now. So I'll do it now, even if it's harming someone or even if it's harming me Yeah. in the end, you know, and that's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There's so much more that we could, we could get into. Was there anything else about, um, <clears throat> the manifestation, uh, verse prayer piece, maybe that we didn't touch on. I'm just going to touch into that for a second and think. Mm. <sighs> yeah. I really just appreciate the, the way that science of mind, um, uh, kind of looks at things <laughs> And that there's that, that that deep love, right, for the children, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the for the kingdom, for the church, whatever you want to call it. Like there's that deep love, and then there's obviously these laws of these different levels that we live in. Like third dimension, we call it gravity. Right? There are these laws that we all are are subject to that work um, as laws, and they're they're not a there's no judgment behind them. They just are what they are. I just appreciate that view. I think it's really helped me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but again, you know, it is, it's lacking that personal relationship where when I've had these uh, deep healing experiences with Jesus, like my heart is touched and opened in such a different way when I embody the feeling and have that personal relationship. <laughs> it's, it's not just affecting my mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, those have been some really, 
really beautiful experiences. But the other thing that Science of Mind does, um, talking about prayer specifically, is they practice something called affirmative prayer. Mm. So maybe we could just talk about like different types of prayer because there's like that begging prayer that you brought up mm. of like, please give me what I what I think I want. <laughs> <laughs> please, Daddy. Yeah, like, um, yeah, like you're, you know, inferior and begging. Mm. So it's kind of interesting energy there. And then there's the, um, the like all the way to on the other side of that, I've heard people speak of the commanding energy. You just right. command the ener- the angels. That's you just well, command right now, God <laughs> to do what you want. I'm just like, the demigods, whatever. You just command them. And I'm just like, whoa, you know? Like, okay, Captain. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, really so f- I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. Is that my lack? Hmm. I think yeah. I think of. Or is that Maybe just like just not, not necessary <laughs> <laughs> to, to get what I want? Oh, no, wait. What? Who wants? Right. <laughs> I didn't get what God wants for me. Well, I feel like and we kind of talked about this before. Like, there's a there could be a negative connotation around commanding, and like maybe mm. you know, maybe certain people think of commanding as like how they expressed it was like I'm commanding, but maybe how you <clears throat> command is like this affirmative prayer because that's saying this is happening, and I am grateful for this. Yeah, they say know? things like, you know, uh, we we know that this has already been done, whatever they're speaking directly to. Right. right? And the idea with that is that you're never um, praying for, like, the car that you want. You're praying for what that car represents in your life or what it would bring you, Mm. whether it be stability or, you know, whatever it is that you actually are looking for. Right. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. That's that's what you treat for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard some... Oh, I am in this crazy relationship and I, you know, this and that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, it sounds like you need some peace in your life, right? Like, that's really what you're like, (laughs) that's the root of it. So then you would treat for peace in that person's life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the commanding one or that's more of That's the affirmative. the affirmative. See, that makes the most sense to me. It has a little bit of command in it because you're affirming that it's already happened, that you trust and that it's already taken place in your life. So, right. it's, But it's it's just from that trusting place of like, I'm going to step out of the way now. See, and that's what I feel like the key is of like this whole difference of like prayer and manifestation <laughs> is like, like we were saying, you could be praying for this car or manifesting this car, but ultimately if that's what you're praying for specifically, <clears throat> then you're attached to that outcome. And like, maybe God doesn't want you to have that car for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so then when you don't get it, but you do get peace in your life, you know, like, because that's what you really wanted was the whatever feeling you wanted from that car. Right. And if you're not aware, then you would miss you would miss that. Right. That was our, that was given to you. Yeah. Like, I just need this car. I never got the peace that I needed, you know, <laughs> because even if you did, you wouldn't really recognize it as, you know, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> So really the question is there is if anybody's wondering how to build awareness, how to, yeah. how to see more, um, how to get out of our thinking patterns and habits and our blinders that we have on, um, my, the, the tool that brings us back full circle to the beginning is really through the breath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a couple of things that, um, that yoga has to say about the breath that have stuck with me over the years. I mean, there's so much, 
said about breath and yeah. <laughs> but one of them is um the mind is king to the senses mm. but the breath is king to the mind wow yeah mm. so if you like really take in what that means is that like the mind is king of the senses so we can control our sense gratification through disciplining our mind <laughs> wow. but the breath is king to the mind so the breath is more subtle so we work with the breath the breath is less subtle so we work with the more gross aspect, physical aspect of the breath to change what's more subtle. Mm. And that is what I've found has um, by far increased my awareness. And wow. Was, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> just brought to mind mm -hmm. <laughs> something I read in a you know yoga anatomy by Leslie Kamenoff yes too. yes yeah he's so great good. one of the first pages I read was like and this just like blew my mind it's just so beautiful this um way he describes how like we're not breathing we're being breathed by God or by source because like the universal or the um, atmospheric pressure mm -hmm. outside of our bodies is such that when we expand our our ribs the breath just has to go inside mm, right <laughs> we're not sucking it in so i started to imagine like i'm literally just opening to receive this breath this life and it wow. just i go into like ecstasy when i imagine it that way again it's like we're just um that feels really nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah like and Matt Kahn described it kind of that way, too. It's like, mm -hmm. if you want to, like, mm -hmm. understand what we are at our core and, like, what God is, it's like we are the breath, like, the eternal core of who we are is, you know, the force of life, basically. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, yeah, connect there's, with God through your breath. There's one more, a couple more things to add that are kind <laughs> yeah. of funny. There's, um, I want to say this is from Krishnamacharya. Which, I guess if I had a lineage that I began with, it's um, Krishnamacharya and Deskachar. I, I want to say that it comes from them. So, Deskachar is the, his son. <clears throat> when you exhale completely right, and hold the breath out, your God come, like, comes in. Like you're fully aligned with that because if you think about what you just said and with the breath like it without breath we have no life and then when you return home and the breath goes away you are then immersed fully back into god's source presence mm -hmm. so we can like practice that um kumbhaka breath holding at the end of the exhale and like just picture that source just like pouring into us almost like a magnet like you can, you can feel the magnetic pull when you hold your breath wow. out yeah let's do that a couple of times together yeah. and then we'll then we'll we'll end just sit feel your seat bring your hands to a comfortable spot and inhale deeply exhale out of the mouth do that twice more inhale through the nose 
Exhaling out of the mouth. <clears throat> Inhale once more. Exhale. At the very end of your exhale, as you've pressed all of the air out of the lungs, hold the breath out and gently squeeze the root lock, mula band. So it's everything in between the hips, the pelvic floor, you could say rectum, sex organs, and navel all draw in and up. And then when you need to, just inhale slow. Let's just do that twice more together. Mulaban, the root lock. Exhale. Hold the breath out. Just gently engage. Feel that pouring in and that magnetism. Inhale. One last time, exhale completely. <clears throat> Engage root lock. Just feel that energy drawing downward towards the core of the earth. Continue to lift up through the heart. God comes in fully and inhale. <sighs> Let's take a couple of moments to notice how that feels. There's no right or wrong way to feel. Just observe. Holding the breath out is easier to uh, learn first than holding the breath at the top of the inhale. Really? Yeah, That's and it's also a nice breath for... Um, this time of night, right? Slowing down, downward flow of energy. <clears throat> it's good for digestion, the apana. To so hold it out. Yeah. So when you hold it out, the apana, prana, the um, subtle energy in the body that flows downward and governs everything that flows downward. <clears throat> this is part of Ayurvedic, the sister science to yoga. Um, yeah, when you hold the breath out, you're... Mm. Pulling down and aiding in that apana. <laughs> I love learning about Ayurveda. In my, in my yoga training, we had like a short thing on Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I love this the most. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. And the teachings seem um, so applicable mm -hmm. and, and, e and easy for people to understand. And that's why I like to, yeah. to bring them in a bit here and there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this has been so... Um, wonderful to have you in my closet. <laughs> you know, I think we could just keep going for hours. We'll we could. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to end this episode. Um, but yeah, this has been really beautiful. Thank you, sister, yeah. so much. I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> I haven't chose how to end the podcast. Um, give thanks. Give thanks. Yeah, blessings. Blessings. Everyone listening. We love you. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>